This is Savannah and Allison with Grace-Filled Chatter, where we talk about honoring God with our life, love, work, and relationships. Join us every other week for a little bit of wisdom and a lot of laughter. <laughs> no bright part? Mm, I never work Monday. Done. Oh, didn't work Monday. I saw snow flurries today. That was the brightest part of my week. <gasps> Me too. I, I mean, I hope it snows big this weekend. Probably won't, but I at least saw some flurries. It's supposed to be eight inches, and now it's like a couple with that. I so know. Upset. The eight inches really got me excited, too. I was so, I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so freaking mad. Well, we were supposed to go to Cherokee for some for an event this Saturday night. So we were going to drive to Cherokee mm. and then spend the night and come back Sunday. And then with the snow forecast, we're both like, so do we go? Do we not go? Because, like, Asheville and Cherokee are going to get more snow mm. than here. If it's just snow, he can drive in it. If it's ice, you know, but, like, how do you know? Now it sounds like it's going to be all ice. And then... It doesn't sound like much snow anymore, so like I just we still don't know what to do. But I am disappointed. I was hoping for the eight inches of snow, to be honest. Especially if you can't go somewhere. Yeah, just sit around anyway. That's okay. That's fine. But you know, so how are you feeling? I'm Christmas is over. Are you bummed? Are you ready for the hectic to be that. over I'm so you glad can rest? That the hectic is over, so I can get back to a normal. Uh huh. But it wasn't long enough. Same. I took all my decor down this week and put it into Thank bins, you. and I was like, this is the worst. Now there's just a big hole in my living room where my no. tree was. No. I put decor back up, but it's sad decor. It's not the same. I didn't even touch mine. I'm sitting in the, on, the, <laughs> on the top of the thing in there with my mattress. Who decides the Christmas decor is so happy? I don't know, but they have. Mm, it's in my head, and then when you it. take it down, it's sad. You should have this light to you around. You should. I drove up to your house tonight, and I was like, the Christmas lights aren't turned on. It's so sad. <laughs> they're all over there, all the house. I did see they thought, were all we thought, it's time. I know. It's time. We can't have them all the time. It's just sad. Who um, makes up these rules? I don't know. We should change them. The Grinch. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> How are you doing since? Christmas. <laughs> um, Good. Good. <laughs> I guess kind of both. It went by fast. Like. Yeah. We did stuff from Saturday all the way to Tuesday with family. So it was like several days. It yes. seemed like it should have been slower. Yeah. But then by the time it was over, I was like, oh, that was the last present. Gift exchange is it. It's over. It's okay. You're having <laughs> one for your birthday. So it was fun. Right. My birthday is in a couple weeks. So that is fun. That's true. That's but then I'm done for the whole entire year, which is sad. It's true. But for me, the winter is the only time. That's it. So it's I got true. This year's is kind of New Year's, but not like... All about resolutions because we kind of did that last year. This one's different. So Good. we're going to start with question number one. Did you set any goals for 2024? This is not a question, but I'm just no. asking. No. Nope. No. Nope. I didn't really either. No, nope, because when you said resolutions and I'm like, nope, I ain't thought about this year. <laughs> <laughs> we're four days in and we haven't thought about it. No, I did think about it. I just like, I don't know. I think I'm going into this year with more of a like, I want to spend more time in a couple things that I want to be really intentional about, yeah. but I'm not really making a list like I did last year of like, That's good. so I want to spend more time in prayer because I, over the last few years have really gotten down the habit of spending time with God <clears throat> every day, mm. but I don't feel like I'm spending enough time in prayer. So that's mm. something I want to boost this year of like, okay, build on the habit of already meeting with the Lord. Now I want to spend more time in prayer. And then the other one was, um, I already forgot. Good. That's how good it was. Yeah, oh, wow. I think we should focus. I think it was not. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think it was more intentional, like, eye contact time with my husband. That was kind of... Because I feel That's like good. we're bad to, like, watch TV shows or sit next to each other and do things. Like, he's watching YouTube time. and I'm reading, but we're not, like, 
connecting, you know? Like we are right now. Yeah. Staring, Staring at, at each other's eyeballs. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, my dog made a weird noise. You're fine. Um, so what have you found in your life is one of your biggest motivators for change? Like just when you typically are like, I've got to do something different. What gets you to that point? When I feel like crap. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's a good answer, right? That's kind of what I'm looking I for. I feel like when I, I'm burnout or I feel mm-hmm. overworked or busy or I realize that my relationships are failing. Or yes. not failing, but like, blah. Yeah. Like, you, it kind of gets pretty bad. And then yes. you're suddenly woken up and been like, I have to do something different. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that super effective, do you feel like, as a motivator? <laughs> no, because then I'm like, I'm a crappy person. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel that way too. Yes. I feel like sometimes it's really hard because, or or maybe you'll do really better for like the next three days or something. Because you're overdoing it. Like, okay, example. Like suddenly you look at your phone and your screen time pops up and you're like, that's ridiculous. Why am I spending that much time? And you get all upset like you just said. I've got to do something different. And then for like three or four days, every time you pick up your phone, you remember that, that frustration you had and you put it down and you do better. And then after that, it just disappears. Yeah, it's like you go from like... Five, six hours to like nothing uh-huh. or like 10 minutes a day, and then you. you right back you up can't to five, that. six you hours. You can't do that. You just can't. No. Like maybe go like to an hour. <laughs> right. Okay. Like that makes sense. 30 yes. minutes here, 30 minutes there. Done. Okay. So, when in the past, when you've been in school or whatever, and you need to be motivated to do something, what motivated you well in like an effective way? What motivated me well is when I had tests upcoming and I decided I needed to probably study. Uh-huh. So I stayed up late and studied. Deadlines. Um, those are good motivators. preparing ahead of time for a big <laughs> test like four months in advance for my boards. That okay. was an effective time of studying. Yes. The first yes. one is a bad example. But it, the motivator was the deadline. Yes. Which, which works. Yes. We still have those in adult life. Yes. There's, yes. there's deadlines. deadlines. Yep. Like my car inspection had to be done this week. So I got it done this week. Right. Because there's a deadline. Yes. Yep. I should have done it all during December, but I didn't. It's funny, like, when you <laughs> procrastinate, you really want to get stuff done. Right, so. right. So the deadlines are a motivator. Yep. Um, did you ever, like, do any, like, reward yourself for something? Did you use that as a motivator? Or mm. competition, regret, guilt, did any of those? Have you ever Oh, heard? guilt all the time. Okay. <laughs> Does it motivate you? Is it effective, though? Or does it just motivate you to do something? It motivates me to do something. Okay. Then- I still feel guilty. Yeah. Same. It doesn't erase the guilt. I just do it anyway. Yeah. Rewarding. Um, I would say if I get X, Y, and Z done, then I can go Mm -hmm. shopping or I can go, that's what I do in school, or I can go get a coffee or I can go do something or I can go take a nap. I can go watch TV. (laughs) Yes. I use that in school all the time. Yes. Yes. You can turn on the TV as soon as you finish writing this paper. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Deadlines kind of freak me out, so I will be honest, and then especially in school, I liked being ready way before the deadline came or turning things in early because deadlines just make me want to be sick to my stomach. I know people who work really well at last minute before deadlines and get A's, and I was just shocked, but I think I would get like an ulcer in my stomach if I lived that way because I just get so anxious. That's the only time I'm stressed and anxious is when a deadline's coming up and I'm not ready. Like, that freaks me out. Yes. So that one is a, is not an effective motivator to me. No. This week it worked okay because the car place didn't have any appointments and they could take me in and I could get my car inspected. But normally, <laughs> I don't do well waiting until the deadline. <laughs> um, I think rewards have always worked well for me. Competition definitely does. And I don't think that's an effective one. Yeah. 
it's effective as far as like I get what done, what needed to get done, but it's not good for my heart. Let's put it that way. Yes. Because then I become very bitter against the person that I'm competing with and I get very frustrated with them. And if they win, I beat myself up. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not a healthy motivator, but it will get me out of the bed yes. doing whatever I need to do yes. <laughs> because I want to beat you because I'm very competitive. So like, it's, it's effective, but it's not healthy. It's not good for me regret guilt all of those definitely do motivate me like you said but i still feel the feeling afterward yeah absolutely i just did the thing but so yeah anyway. agree so how can we or you personally knowing yourself knowing which after we've talked about these motivators which one works better for you as far as effective and healthy so let's read luke 15 11 through 32 okay habakkuk luke What'd you say? 15, 11 through 32. 11 through 32. Luke 15, 11 through 32. I love this one. Okay. And he said, there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. When this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. That was really long. Good job. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you did a great job reading. Thank you. So, like most of you probably have heard that story before about the prodigal son, but I wanted to look at his motivation, I guess. So what do you think motivated him when he first 
decided to ask for his inheritance from his dad. The fact he wanted to go and live his own life. Yeah, it's probably like greedy and mm, excited greedy, and excited. Yeah, wanting to have his own thing and I'm grown. Let me do what I want to do. Yeah, probably all those things. Wanting mm. independence, all yep. of it. Um, and then when he spent everything, what motivated him to go get the job at the big pen? The fact that he had absolutely nothing. Yes. I think it's like desperation, desperation. right? Like, those pigs have more than I do. Let me get a job working with the pigs. And then what motivated him to go back to his father? The fact that he knew his, knew his father was going to help him. Yeah. But there was servants there that were eating bread, and he knew that he could at least get bread. Right, right. So it's more desperation, but also more like, I feel like he was probably exhausted. Hungry and exhausted and just being like, gosh, I had it better before. I mm-hmm. should just... Yeah go back to my dad and maybe I can be a servant any more than I am here. I think a lot of it was motivated by food, but men are motivated by food a lot. So, yeah, it's true. you know, it's okay. Things don't change. <laughs> Fine. But I think that just reading that story and, and thinking about it too, and even wondering, we don't know much about the other son, but wondering too, like what his motivation was for staying, you mm. know, was he the personality type that just likes stability and likes things to be the same every day and he didn't really have that independence and big Mm -hmm. dreams to do anything else or was he the person that genuinely liked making his father happy and he wanted to keep glorifying his dad you know or like it's hard to know but you can think about it at least and be like I wonder what was motivating him to stay versus the son that left maybe he was too prideful and he knew that he could be a better son if he stayed with his dad right maybe he could get more honor from his dad Mm -hmm. if he stayed and he wanted that Mm -hmm. I don't know I think our mindset matters and what I like about that story and starting a new year too is just thinking about like taking inventory of where we're at and what we're doing for the Lord and what our mindset is, what we're being motivated by because I think sometimes it's easy as a Christian to be doing good things and be, or even just be going through the motions but not being motivated by the right things mm. or having a mindset that's just going through the motion and I'm thinking about other things and I'm not even thinking about God. Yeah. You know, like what good is going to church and reading my Bible if I'm never thinking about God. Right. My mind isn't in the right place mm-hmm. to really enjoy God, right? And I think that was probably the prodigal son's issue too. His mind was elsewhere. He wasn't enjoying his dad and everything he had originally. He took advantage of it. He decided to kind of disrespect his dad by asking for his inheritance early. He left and then he realized everything he had and his mindset was like oh gosh i should have done all that you know Mm. so there's probably some regret in his going back too that motivated him or guilt that motivated him to go back home um but anyway i think we can all do that sometimes we can get too excited about the things around us that we forget god and then our then we get discouraged and burnt out and exhausted and it's like why do i feel this way and it could easily just be that we've left god out of what we're doing absolutely and i think like after this season where we're so busy and overwhelmed i think it's more that often than not that we are overly focused on what we had to get done and god was lost amongst it all yeah oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. christmas is a, f- a full time of did i remember that did i get that done did i did i forget that person do i have everyone before we go to this house do we need to stop and buy a gift on the way like it's a lot <laughs> Did we forget a child in New York? (laughs) Yeah, no. There's a lot of that going on. I think to take inventory, I try to do some journaling at the beginning of the year. I try to do that every year. But I've tried this year especially to just be like, okay, where am I at? Where am I going this year? 
what things do I want more of in my life? What things do I want less of? And in that, I think it's valuable to just ask yourself, is this thing in my life valuable to the kingdom of God? Like if God was sitting here, would he find this as important as I am finding it? Mm -hmm. Or when you're doing a budget for the new year, same thing, you know, like, is this thing that I spend money on every single month something that is benefiting the kingdom of God or just me or is it benefiting my family or does this matter? Um, Because some things really do. It's not like you can't ever spend money. (laughs) You have to to do life. But there, there are certain things that I think we just get used to buying and we haven't really taken inventory to decide Mm -hmm. where our mindset is when we're spending money on that. Um, and then I think another good question is, is it currently being used to glorify God? Is this a good thing? And I just don't have my mind in the right place and it's Mm. not glorifying God, but it could if I had the right attitude. Mm. That's good. Um, and then another one is if it's not currently glorifying God, does it have the potential to, Mm. if I were to get my heart in the right place? Because I think there are a lot of things around us and in our daily lives Think about things like social media and conversations with your friends, your cell phone. Like there's so many things that have the potential to glorify God. It's just what are you doing with them? Mm. Your car, your work, your job, your attitude at work. You know, all those things have the potential to glorify God, but we have to do the follow through. So I think it's important every now and then to ask ourselves, like, where am I at? How am I doing? Yeah. (laughs) With that thing. I think personally, I struggle with having too many distractions and things that keep me spread thin, and I don't get enough, like, meat and vegetables for my heart. Yes. Like, 100%. Like, your body needs meat and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we eat so many, like, peeps and little Debbie cakes and chips and snacks that we don't sit down and eat a full meal that's good for us. You know what I'm saying? And it's so easy to do. And our minds are the same way. Like, it's so easy to get distracted with all kinds of little things that we forget the deep thoughts and deep mm-hmm. nourishment that we need that's good yeah that's true i feel like often i'll wake up and i'll read my bible and get like a little taste and i'm like mm-hmm. okay i'm done i get get a, i've got to get to work i've got to feed the dogs and then i'm at work yep. and i'm like i'll read the bible at work i'm like yeah that'll happen because <laughs> it's crazy you know yeah so yeah yeah it is that way and not that getting little glimpses of god's word is bad either mm. but at the same time we do need moments yeah where we're getting deep nourishment exactly in addition to the moments where we only have five minutes i'm going to read anyway mm-hmm. we just need more than that right it's more of a you've got to set time and not make every day a five minute day right right and even if it's like only wednesday and saturday and sunday do i have enough time in my schedule mm-hmm. right now in this season to do those deep right times with god it's at least it's three days a week, you right. know, like exactly. it's broken up throughout the week that you have those times to really hear from God and really mm-hmm. talk to him. Yeah. Cause like we've talked about with marriage before too, if you just did that with your husband, hi, bye. Yeah. And that was all your relationship was, you wouldn't have much of a relationship. No. You've got to yeah. have the deep conversations too. Yeah. And those don't have to happen every day. Your husband doesn't want them to happen every day. No. <laughs> to be honest. No. I don't he doesn't want them like to happen that. every day, to be honest. <laughs> Me either. Because it's going to be the same thing every day. Because sometimes it's kind of hard and you're like, oh, we just had a heavy conversation yesterday. It's like, just tell me how your day was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. But we need the regular conversation. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be deep and emotional every day. But it does need to happen. Yes. So I heard this quote, and I really liked it when it comes to taking inventory and starting a new year. It says, weeds are only weeds in our life when we decide that their function isn't wanted. Mm. 
And I really like that because I think it's very easy for us to complain about things like the weather or our coworker at that's just always gossiping or always so loud. I just can't stand her voice <laughs> or, you know, like whatever it is, the traffic, like things that don't really matter, but we can get so annoyed by them and we can see them as weeds in our life when really things like your coworker is a person or what was the first example I used? Weather. The weather. The weather is it's just a thing. It's a thing that God created that we have no control over. Like, exactly. it just doesn't have to upset us this much. You know? Right. Exactly. And it could be something that we could look at it every day and be like, gosh, God is so creative. He makes yeah. all these different kinds of weather, you know? Mm-hmm. Or feel how cold it is, and yet I have a warm home. You know, just like we can look at something and see a flower, or we can see a weed. And it's right. all in our mindset and how we decide we want to feel about it. It's mm. good. I thought it was good. So there's things, if there's weeds, if you feel like there's lots of annoying things in your life, lots of weeds, (laughs) maybe you're the weed, think about it and be be like, am I the problem here or are the weeds the problem? Because it could be that I could see, look at them differently and they wouldn't seem so weed-like. Yes. Maybe they're flowers and you're, you're thinking they're a weed and you want to pull them, but they're actually really pretty flowers. Yeah. And maybe they're planted in your life for a reason. Exactly. And you're missing it because you're feeling like it's a weed. Their function isn't wanted, and yes. you don't want them around. You're a bad gardener. <laughs> I'm a terrible gardener. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> this week, Live gardener. This week I was cleaning up the Christmas decor, and then I saw my, my plants where the, the, the leaves were droopy. And oh. I was like, oh, no. When was the last time I watered you? And I, like, rushed into the sink, and I'm like, gosh, it's been, like, three weeks. Like, it's been a long time. <laughs> No wonder it's a little droopy. It's okay. They perked right up with water. It's oh, great. That's good. That's why I have low maintenance plants. Well, I don't. I water them once every three weeks, and they're fine. Don't, no one gives me plants. I had a uh, office plant. I don't know if I've ever said this, but someone had gave me so. an office plant. Okay. Or well, they put a plant in my office. One, I never realized it was in there, and someone's like, "Did you know your plant was dying?" I said, "I have a plant." So <laughs> you didn't even know it was in there. No. So. Fine. To be fair, I'm only in this office oh once goodness. a week. Oh, wow. But if you go to my nice. office, I have no plants on my desk. And you turn around and um, the other desk, Dr. Lanier loves plants. And there's a plant on like Everywhere. all of it. And they're all alive. And she'll talk to them. And they, and I just don't. And one, one day I'm like, mm. I almost watered your plants. But then I was afraid I'd kill them. So I didn't. She's, so like, I did. I almost, she's like, yeah, I almost texted you. But I was coming today. I'm like, yeah, don't. <laughs> she probably thought, mm, it's risky. I'll just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Oh. Well, but you're good with dogs. So Amen. It's like you Give me have, a dog. Yeah. You have a talent in keeping something alive. Dogs. Myself. We'll see if I can do kids. Yeah, it'll really be like. fine. I mean, I've kept dogs alive. I've never killed one. I just don't really love them. Dogs, yeah. As much as some people do, you know. Yes. You definitely don't love dogs. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Mm. But anyway. Anyway. I have my plants that only need water once every three weeks, and we're happy together. If you have a child, it does need water more than three weeks. <laughs> it does. Indeed, it does. <laughs> Children are also a lot harder to forget that they're there. They are. You know? They're a little more vocal. They let their presence be known. It's true. Anyway, if my parent mm-hmm. talk, talked a little louder, how's it? I'm thirsty. I'd water it more, but. <laughs> I'm weeping. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when we take inventory of those things, like the weeds in our life, we can choose to either complain about them or see them as something that God has indeed given us and we need to invest in them. Um, Does that person need some love? Does that injury, oh, that's a good one too, injuries. 
We see those oh, as weeds and sickness. Yes. I complain about those things too. 100%. That injury that's keeping you on the couch for more prayer time maybe. To call people and listen to their day because you're stuck on the couch. Because you had to have that Ooh. surgery. To FaceTime your grandma who's lonely. Like there's just so many things mm. that those weeds could potentially be used in the kingdom of God. Take inventory. Sometimes we need to ask ourselves, is this painful or is it full of potential? It's hard. I don't yeah, really like a that. question. Yeah, I know. Because there's some hard things Especially to walk things through. Especially don't go your way. Oh, yeah. You always see it as negative when in reality you should look at it, but God has a different plan. Right. Or he's trying to get your attention. Yep. Or he's trying to turn you somewhere else, yeah. get you to notice something else. Mm. But if we're not open to that, <laughs> like you said, we'll just be annoyed that our plan got messed up. Yes. I really get annoyed when my plans get messed up. Yes. Really get annoyed. I'm not that, in- <laughs> I'm not that intense. You're, allow- you're allowed to mess up my plans only once. Only once. The next time, <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> <sighs> Something I think I find hard to keep my focus on is that this life is our chance to invest well for God. Like that other parable where... The master gives his three servants um, money, right? Mm. So he gives one of them five. I don't remember what what denomination of money. Is it denarii? It's five something. Mm -hmm. And then he gives one, two, and he gives one guy one. Yes. And the the guy that he gives just one is kind of like bitter toward his boss, and he goes and buries it in the ground. And then the guy he gave five and the guy he gave two invest it. And so when he comes back a year later, he asks where his money is. And the guy who gave he gave five had invested it and doubled his money. And so he gave him back ten. The guy he gave two had invested his and doubled it and he gave him back four. And he told both of them, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, you have invested what I gave you and given me back more. He didn't care that one gave him ten and one gave him four. He was satisfied that they had both tried and had made some profit, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other guy went and unburied his money, and he was like, I knew you were a hard man, but I have the one here that you gave me. And that's the one that he's disappointed with because he's like, you didn't you didn't even try, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of times that's all a parable to say that we're supposed to invest what God, the talents, that's what they're, mm-hmm. five talents, two talents, yes, one talent. Yes, talent. okay. That's right. And then as a parable, it's like meant to be, to reflect what God gives us, you know, our money and our relationships and our things and our talents and our gifts and our jobs. All of those are things that God's given us. What are we doing with what we mm-hmm. have? How are we investing it well? What are we giving back to God from what he's given us? And I think I have, sometimes I, I, just have a bad perspective on those weeds, you know? Like, I don't think of those as talents that God's giving me to invest. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I'm seeing weeds. that. Yeah, I'm seeing that as I was dumb and I stubbed my toe and now it hurts and now I'm mad. You know? And now it's my fault. And now that stupid table was in the way. Yeah. I should just burn it. <laughs> I should just burn the table. Dumb weed. <laughs> yes. In reality, if your dumb stuff would have got off your phone and looked down, you maybe wouldn't have stubbed your toe. Right, 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 right. Readdress your life. Maybe you should focus on not your phone. I love how we keep going back to phones on this episode. No, phones are it bad. Is, they are. They are bad. They have become a very big distraction for a lot yeah, of people. That's true. And a lot of spread of hate, mean things. Yeah. I feel like they make us bitter. They make me bitter. I know. I can tell from this episode. Can you tell? The way you keep bringing them up, I feel like you're a little bitter. I'm a little bitter to them. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I do understand. I feel bad for people whose like, job is posting on social media. Oh, yeah. Because some of the things they get told just when they post a picture of something very pleasant. 
and the negative things that get commented on there. And I'm, I'm like, like why I would you even think to say I that? I don't understand why you're being so hateful. And exactly. I don't words are a talent that God has given you. Amen, sister. <laughs> words, time, kindness. Come Invest on. Invest your words wisely. Exactly. Say nice things. Say nice things. Nice. I've done my art class too. You're going to look at a neighbor's paper and say anything. You need to think about it first. Oh. Decide if this is nice or hurtful. How old are these and people? And if it's hurtful, kids? middle school and high schooler. Oh, gosh. If it's hurtful, keep it to yourself. Yeah. I don't want to be in your class. If it's nice, you may say it. People would say mean things to me. <laughs> it was like the first day of class. This really quiet, shy girl got something rude said to her about her artwork. What? And I was like, that's when we had to sit down. I had to lay down the wall about words. Wow. And that's why I was like, you're going to scare off the tiny little shy homeschooler that I used to be. Stop it. mean. <laughs> I know. Be nice to everyone. Be nice. So if our purpose is to be investing, how does our mindset need to change to be more purposeful in that? I think you need to take an inventory of what you have mm-hmm. and what God's given you, your time, your talent, your money, your gifts, your job, and be able to intentionally invest it um, for God. Like, how can I use this for God? And like, do it. And then do it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. definitely the most, the key. Yeah. I think that's where social media can be really hard because we're so used to seeing what everybody else has mm-hmm. when we're scrolling. Yeah. Um, that sometimes we don't even take inventory of what we have. So that would be a put down the phone moment, pull out a journal and then be like, okay, what do I have right now? Mm-hmm. What do I foresee in this year coming? Whether it's goals or trips or travel plans or I don't know yeah work promotions you're trying to get whatever maybe on your on this calendar year birthdays time with family think of all of those as like this is your coming up resources what are we going to do with them how I want to conduct myself in these relationships how do I want to use my words how do I want to use my money Mm -hmm. and like you said take inventory so that then you know when you go to say something it comes up your mindset changes it's like oh this is a word that's yes. coming out of my mouth. How am I How am I using it? It's a chicken toy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> In the heaven's name is that sound? That's his favorite toy. Of course it is. Chicken. That sounds like a person dying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think he likes it. That's hilarious. All right. You don't even know what we were saying. So, what are some things that you'd like to devote more of your time to this year or more of yourself to? It doesn't have to be time. Um, I think the biggest thing is um, my mental ability to, to communicate with God. Not just mm-hmm. doing it, but mentally being engaged and listening and learning and applying myself in that relationship. Yeah, that's the biggest thing because I am very prone to do it and get it done and go on with my day. Yeah. And I don't sit there and I'm not intentional and I'm not like praying things besides blanketed prayers and I'm not Mm -hmm. um, trying to read things and apply it to my life from the word. And it's not often, you know. Yeah. I think so being investing that time and the ability that I do have mm-hmm. I'm able to read the Bible I'm able to apply that to my life but doing it yeah but I think that's the it. biggest thing and then um investing my time with my husband and then also in God's kingdom to see like where he wants me to 
use my resources as far as time and money to help other people. Yeah, I think those are good. Mm-hmm. All good things. And those are things that I I think it's good to pick things for the year that you're going to want to do for the rest of your life. And that's yeah. what I feel like with those things. Those are only going to be practices that you're going to need to get better at for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's a good habit to get started because you're going to need it. So you can just keep growing yeah. from here on right. out. Yeah. Because right. when I'm 80, I'm probably not going to want to go exercise. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't even do that now. So why even make a resolution to do that? Right. I mean, that's true. I probably should. But it's fine. <laughs> that is on my um somewhat to-do list. Somewhat It's not to-do very list. important to me. Yes. It's like your body is a resource that God has given you. Yes. To, at, to some point, I feel like it is a talent we need to invest in. But yes. at the same time, we don't need to glorify our bodies to the point that some people do as far as like the amount and devotion that they have yes. to exercising yes. versus the amount and time they have to and protein shakes in. and electrolytes and like all the things that end up getting wrapped up into the workout world that can yes. get so expensive and time consuming and i don't i think that can go a little too far sometimes i think there's a way to be healthy and a way yes. to exercise healthily healthy healthfully <laughs> exercise Healthfully. <laughs> healthfully. Right. Anyway, exercise healthfully for your body and for your mind. Yes. But if you do too much, there again, you're applying your resources of your time and your mind to right something and, that's not going to glorify God. Yeah, yeah. Because the point isn't to make our body the beautiful sculpture that everyone's jealous of. It's to keep it healthy to be able to serve the Lord. Yeah, right. Right. So I think there's an extent to that being a really good goal. It doesn't need to be everything. No. Um, comparison kills our ability to live our God-given purpose. We aren't all given the same purpose for a reason. We have different talents and different missions. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be one of the hardest parts, especially as women, because it's so easy to look at each other and be like, oh, but I like what she's doing better, or I like her ministry better, you know, or especially with social media. And I think a big mindset shift that I have tried to work on in my 20s and I've just noticed it brings so much more freedom I don't do it perfectly by any means but I've just noticed the more I've tried the it has changed some because I already I can see the progress from more how much I used to compare myself to everybody else to now I do it much less than I used to just trying when you see another woman doing something to celebrate her Mm -hmm. even if it's just in your head like you don't have to comment on her post you don't have to tell her but if you're scrolling and you see a woman doing something really cool celebrate her and choose to see God working through her life and that's awesome instead of being negative on yourself because you're not her yeah when her life may not be anything like what God's writing for your story. Right. And the more you compare, the more you're just going to get upset and depressed and you're going to do less for the kingdom of God. But we need to be people that are excited for each other. Right. Like God is doing something in that woman and it's so exciting, even if it's a dream that I had and it's not happening for me yet, or even if it's nothing I ever really wanted to do. But it's cool that God's doing right. that with her, you know? Exactly. I was, and Jackie Hill Perry is, is one of my favorites. I love her. And I was listening to her podcast a few months ago and she and her husband were talking about their age and she's near my age and I literally just sat there and was like oh my gosh like she is married she has four kids she's written three books she's got a huge ministry and my mind just started going through this list of things and it, and I had to stop myself and be like whoa this is not a race it's not a competition Mm-mm. 
this is God is doing this thing with her life and God is doing this thing with your life and they're both beautiful and they're both equally important and like you don't need to feel bad about yourself that your life is not in the same place that hers is you know I really love her home that also didn't help <laughs> she's got a really gorgeous like home style yeah, <laughs> anyway yeah. so anyway there's just things the things like that and that had, I kind of had to just backpedal a little bit and be like all right all right you need to bring it down because comparing yourself to someone like that is it's not going to get you anywhere no. she's never going to know you're doing it no. but it's not going to help anything it's not going to help the kingdom mm-hmm. of god it's not going to glorify god okay. but if you stop and celebrate and tell god how cool it is that everything he's done in her lifetime yeah you know like it, that's different it's a yeah. different perspective and i think when you do do those things it builds your faith too yeah because if you sit there and you're constantly comparing yourself with other people and you're making them more of a competition, um, you're losing the community value of a Christian. Yes. Of the I kingdom know. of God. And you'll find yourself feeling more and more bitter, bitter toward people, especially if it's like someone in your home church. Then you see them every Sunday. You know, like Jackie Hill Perry, I'll probably never meet. No. But people in your church, if you're comparing yourself to those women it will cause bitterness and it will cause you to not want to do things with them or not serve in certain ministries with them, you know, and that's not helping anybody. And it's, and you're missing out on a potential friend. Exactly. In the meantime. Exactly. And how many people are you going to be harming in their walk with God? If you're going to be comparing yourself to someone else and not getting out there and actually helping God in whatever he has for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think what it really comes down to, which is, it's a hard question to ask yourself, but it comes down to, do you believe that God's a good creator? period. If he is, then your story is just as good as their story, you know? And that takes some gut-wrenching sitting with God and really talking that out with him. You either believe he's a good creator and he writes good stories and yours is important, or you don't believe that. And God needs to grow your faith so that you do, so that you do believe that in him and you can trust that he's writing a good story you know the comparison will kill all of your stamina and your enthusiasm and the enemy is okay with that right he would love for you to compare yourself and then just quit trying yep absolutely in conclusion motivators for good change good healthy change the ones that won't help us make lasting healthy change are comparison jealousy guilt hate of ourselves or our body or our current states, anything like that, insecurity, like all those negative feelings are going to give us that rush of like, I've got to change, mm-hmm. and then we'll burn out quickly. Right. We have to pull from something more meaningful to make lasting change. And I think most of that comes from reflecting on God, like just spending time with God and letting him renew our minds mm-hmm. and make our hearts fresh and clean and cleaning out all of that. I think if you're feeling those things and those are motivating a lot of your desire to change, you should ask God to help you deal with those emotions first. Yeah. The guilt, the self-hate, the insecurity, all those things. Like, take those things to God first and be like, okay, we need to get rid of this and start working on cleaning that out of your heart. And then when you start feeling lighter and more enthusiastic and excited about God, then you can start going to like, okay, how do we make some change here? Little steps at a time, one day at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. The mindset that will help us take small steps toward godliness are instead acting out of confidence, not in who we are, but in who God is. Hmm. We have to acknowledge that God is a good creator. 
He knows why he made us. He knows why he put us here in this place, in this body, in this time zone. And we have to believe that, hold firmly to that, and then act out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, slowly get rid of our bad habits, slowly pour in new good habits, exchange the bad for the good, love people better, work on our words, try to invest better. Yeah. You know, all those little things that we can kind of do in our daily routine to become more and more kingdom focused than earthly focused. But that all needs to come from a confidence that God is, is good. Right. And I think with those to get in that mindset, sometimes it's difficult to um, get there or stay there once you once you are in a motivated attitude yeah. toward God. Like when you have your confidence in God and not yourself, it's very easy to lose that. So I think you have to constantly remember who God is and what he's done for you. Remember the moments in the past, like mm-hmm. the light bulb moments or the sun rays coming through the cloud moments of God in your life. And that's going to continually propel you in your confidence toward God and not yourself. Yeah. And I think you can put up reminders too. Like, Mm -hmm. especially if you're in a place where you're feeling a lot of those negative motivators and you're trying to work on getting those cleaned out of your heart, if that's your first step, then as you're doing that and God shows you more and more of his love and his goodness, like you're saying, the sun rays rays through the cloud moments, write them down on sticky notes and like put them on your mirror. So then every day when you wake up, you can decide like, okay, is my confidence in myself. No, today I'm going to draw from God's confidence because of these things that God has reminded me of in the last couple months, you know, and remind yourself because like you said, we'll forget easily and we will easily start trying to live on our confidence again and then we'll do something and we'll feel insecure again and then we'll crash back down. Yep, yep. But if we consistently are pulling from God, confidence in God, that won't be shaken as easily as confidence in ourselves. Right. Because we can be like roller coasters if you're yeah. like me your yeah. personal confidence is like a roller coaster i'm i am straight it's <laughs> like straight in there right here are you yeah i'm just confident all day every day <laughs> more like that filing cabinet <laughs> uh, last one from last time the rolling filing cabinet yes oh yeah some days i wake up and i'm like oh so great about myself and the other days it's like i'm the worst the worst in the whole world <laughs> i am not even i don't even deserve to be alive yeah yes uh-huh. You do. So it's not consistent. Right. Not my feelings about myself. Right. But God doesn't change. So my feelings about God can stay the same if I decide to think about God every day. Right. You know? And that's right. where the sticky notes come that's in. So sticky notes handy. come in. Yep. Because the devil loves to steal your time and your mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your whole day. And your whole day. He likes to steal everything. He's a joy sucker. <laughs> a joy sucker. That's a great nickname. Thank you. I just don't even look at The joy sucker. The joy sucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we hope... This helps you start your new year a little differently. Not so much list of resolutions, but working on mindset and motivators and investing. Yes. All right things. Investing in right things. I would suggest taking inventory now and then do it again like halfway through the year Mm. or quarterly, like whatever feels right to you. But have like a list of, as you take inventory this time, of your personal life. You know, the things that you have, the talents in your hand currently. And then revisit it so that you're like quarterly or twice a year, definitely yearly. Put it in like a note in your phone or something to remind you. And then be like, okay, I'm going to get back to this list. And then I'm going to see how I'm doing. And if it's not great, then tomorrow's a new day and we're going to start over. You know? The next hour is a new hour. That's right. It's a new hour. It's a new hour. And it just, you know, we never know how long we have in this life. So it doesn't really matter what happened in the last six months. Right. 
tomorrow's gonna be different. Exactly. And we're imperfect people. Yeah. Living for a perfect God. Yeah. That's all we gotta do. Which I which is why I like the more and I want more of this in my life and less in this in my yes. life. Because it's it's less checklisty. And I think yes. when we get checklisty sometimes it can be feel too hard and like I have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It makes yeah. me feel like I have to be perfect or I failed. Right, exactly. And sometimes you just don't need that in your life. Mm-hmm. I've done it in the past, and sometimes it's helped. But sometimes I, like this year, I just don't feel like that's a good mm-hmm. way for me to start the year. And I think it's, I think I agree. The, the more you focus on God, you want more and more God in your life and less and less of you. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is going to hopefully lean to what he would have you do. Right. Your focus is going to be different. And if you, you know, go to bed one day and you're like, gosh, I did terrible of that today. It's okay. The next day you just start again. Do it Let's again. Let's try to have more of God tomorrow. That's right. If it happens. That's right. At least once a week for me. <laughs> lots of times. It happens lots of times. <laughs> He's very merciful. Very gracious. He is. He is. No matter what the number on the scale is or the amount in your bank account or how often you work out or how much sugar you eat or all those things that you could be making resolutions about this year, we just hope that you take a moment to really put God in it and be like, what does God care about in my year this year? Yeah. What am I doing that affects the kingdom of God? What can I do more of? What should I do less of? And just really think about how you're investing and what you're investing in and pray about it and take it to the Lord and let God kind of illuminate it for you and show you where he wants to take you this year. Let go, let God. Could be fun. Could be a wild adventure. 2024. Do you know how many times I've written the date wrong in the last four days? A lot. Probably a lot. Yeah, a lot of times. Same. Okay. So fine. I'm going to get better each day. I'm going to try again. I've had so many people <laughs> that I've saw like this time last year. And so it's like today was like what? One, three, one, four, one, four I'm yeah. like, I'm just, why are they here? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> one, four, two, <laughs> 24. It has been a year. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yesterday, I filled out four things. I put two, right on two of them and wrong on two of them. And then I put them all in someone's lockbox. And then I had to go get the key and unlock it. Because I remembered later that I did two of them wrong. So I had to go get find the key and unlock it and take them out and redo them. So it's, like, it's like shaving one leg. Like, how do you write 2023 on two and 2024 on the other two? I don't know, but I've done it. I and did. I probably will continue to I'll probably do it again. And you know what? It'll take me like don't a good... shave at all. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. That's one way to do it. I refuse to write the date on this form because I'm probably going to do it wrong. Oh. And I'm also not shaving my legs. Just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> it's too late for us to do this. We, it is. We're both getting tired. All right. Well, we love you guys. We hope you the best for this year. Yes. We'll be back in two weeks. Yes. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Have a good year, y'all. Have a great new year. I love a new year. It is one of Me my too. favorite times. It's a new start. Refresh. Refresher. It is. I like I like being refreshed. And it's winter time, so hopefully it'll snow sometime. Oh, I hope so. I love the snow. <laughs> All right, let's pray it out. Okay. <laughs> hey God. We thank you so much for how good you are. For creating us differently. For trusting us with, with things here on earth and with time and with words and relationships and jobs. There's so much that you have been gracious to give us and bless us with. And we want to do better this year to invest those things in your kingdom and to give back to you and to stay focused on you and not get so wrapped up in ourselves. So I just pray that you would help us to stay focused, to 
remember you, to find ways to remind ourselves of you and of your kingdom and, and what we're really here for. So I pray that you would just rid us of distraction, of comparison, of motivators like self-hate and guilt and shame that make us think we'll change, but really just burn us out and make us feel exhausted and empty. And I pray that you would heal up that hurt that's caused from those things and help us to live out of confidence in you, that you're a good creator, that you're a good God, that you gave us exactly what you wanted to give us. And you created a good person when you made each one of us. Mm. And you know what you're doing. You know how you're leading us. And we just need to be obedient and listen. And I just ask that you would shine a path this year for us, for the where you want us to go how you want us to love on the people around us that we can really be the light in this world that just seems to be getting darker and hurting more and more i just ask that you would help us to see how we can be you to the people around us how we can point them to you and show them you and speak truth and really convey the goodness of you the goodness of your creation your love and your grace we thank you for everything that you do and for being such a good god in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Bye, guys. Bye.